Teachers are so important. Like, they actually are. Care about it and, like, actually try. I believe it is a beautiful piece of art. Welcome along to See Me After Class for 2020. This is a podcast that emanates from a beautiful school in the southern Alps of New Zealand. Now, let's meet the team. And here is Cathy, a parent who aspires to make connections in a community to build a successful future. This is Chris, who aspires to be an agitator who tests the boundaries just to see how the system reacts. And this is Anna, a silent observer who's a go-between between the students and the teachers in a classroom. This is Renee, who aspires to forge a progressive and creative path. And together, we are See Me After Class. So, here we are, back in the room. This is actually term three, week two, but it's been a while. Hasn't it just? But we are all here, Chris, Kathy, and myself. Yep, and this is See Me After Class, and we've started again post-COVID. <laughs> Post-COVID episode one. Yes, mm. maybe we reset the counter. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a good idea, and I think it might also be good not to commit to any particular frequency or number yeah. going forward, because we just never know what the world might throw at us. That's true. So, yes, the occasional series that we're kind of developing of See yeah. Me After Class, and, and we're back. It's very nice to be sitting around the table with you two, I have to say. Absolutely. I think that we were just speaking off off mic and it's just nice to be together again, isn't yeah. it? To be in each other's presence and to chat. Yeah, re-establish the, the normalcy, yeah, I think you said. That's Kevin. right. It, it completes the, for me anyway, it's probably one about the last piece of pre-COVID life that I've left off and now I'm picking up again. Awesome. So it's quite nice. So here we are. And so we've got we things to talk about. I, we were noticing that we're back. It's parent interviews again tonight. It's, it is. It's almost like an endless cycle of parent interviews. <laughs> the, we seem, it seems to preoccupy a lot of our conversations. I feel like we would have left off not that long after our last episode True. on parent yeah. interviews. And yeah. here we are again, just yeah. anticipating that. Well, it's a bit like, you know, in, in TV series where you've got the beginning of a season and maybe this is just the beginning of the next season. Yeah. It just happens in this setting. It just happens to be marked by parent interviews. Yes, as, as usual. There we go. Exactly. But also there are some other things that have been happening lately which are kind of post-COVID and kind of about us trying to establish good and positive contributions in the school community. We thought we'd mainly focus on those. I want to talk about agenda and sexuality staff training session that we had. And I've got um, a group of students that I'm working with at the moment around um, advocating about, or raising awareness about racism in our, our community and wider society. So awesome. exciting things happening. Yeah. And I'm just here to listen to those experiences and react accordingly. Awesome. <laughs> the, the context for us is quite interesting. Our school has been through some upheaval for a number of reasons. We've obviously had the... COVID-19 lockdown and then the, the emergence from that. But also as an organisation, we've been under a lot of scrutiny. Mm-hmm. There's been a, 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 a limited statutory manager appointed to the school and 
we all, which is a mechanism that the Ministry of Education in New Zealand uses when schools are having a bit of trouble. And also our principal has resigned and left. So we're in an interesting state of transition and reflection at the moment. And so I guess the thing that things that Renee and I want to talk about are ways that we're trying to feed positively into this time in the mm. school and, and kind of stick focus on the knitting a little bit rather than uh, getting too much involved in the larger politics of the organisation. So maybe I'll talk about what we did last week. I think so. It was so exciting. I was um, proud of it. And, we, and, it was, and it and it seemed to create the atmosphere that we were looking for. So a colleague, Erin, and a student, Ollie, and myself have been discussing ways of creating a little bit of movement in the teacher and students' awareness of the, the, the sort of being supportive and responsive to the needs of students who have sexualities that are um, not the not not the convention, so uh, that that LGBTQ plus group of people, and also people whose gender identity doesn't fit the binary that most people push students into. And in a school like this, where we have a boy and girl uniform, that, and we're in a small town, I think some of that identity takes a little bit of assessing. And I know that teachers do sometimes feel a little anxious about entering that territory mainly for fear of making mistakes or offending people and so what we decided to do instead of doing a heavy-handed session on you know these are the pronouns you must use and these are the rules for how you should conduct yourself as a teacher in the classroom we we decided to run a series of role plays and involve the students in the staff development so we got a group of students um, together and we set up some role play situation of classic scenarios where things do go a bit awry in the classroom where students Students are misgendered or students use the word gay as a negative epithet or uh, another one where students were uh, grouped by boy-girl because, you know, the girls are apparently good influences on boys. But just that stuff that kind of exposes and marginalizes people who's who's uh, sitting in different places on those spectra. And each of those scenarios we played out and then we just got the teachers to advise us on how to replay them. And of course we had students playing the role of teachers and teachers playing the role of students and it was fun and there was laughter and the messages were there and people explored by suggesting solutions and discussing the, su the success or otherwise of those solutions as we played them out live to those responses. And I felt good about being gay myself, having an opportunity to express my personal identity in the larger staff setting, but also presenting it in a positive way and in a way that shows the importance of us acknowledging the possibilities that our students also identify in those ways and, 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 and demystifying a little bit, taking some of the fear or anxiety out of it. So that's, I wanted to share that we'd been doing that and, and, and the feeling that I got that it went well. And you're smiling, which is nice to oh, see as you relate that story. Cool. That's nice to hear. Yeah. There was definitely a really positive atmosphere to the whole thing, I think. And I think definitely part of um, the driver for that was the fact that we had the kids in with us and they were really central um, to the way that these messages and these scenarios and these ideas were brought across. And I think that it was this really nice moment of sort of bridging the gap for um, staff and students and showing them that, you know, our, our kids quite often sort of know a little bit about these conversations more so than some of we um, do. And, and 
that we shouldn't be afraid of, of opening that door with them. So I found it really positive. I got to play a naughty student in the back row of the class. So <laughs> fulfilling a long life dream of mine is brilliant. Yeah, you would never have got to be head girl if you'd behaved no. like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Yeah. And did you have students who identified in the LGBTQ plus category participating in that session with staff? We did, but not all. So it was a as a rip a, 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 a sample of people yeah. from a different area. So there was one um, gender non-binary student mm -hmm. and one student identified as gay, mm -hmm. and so and we all identified our sexuality mm. or gender to the which was a very brave thing to do and mm. an uncommon thing to to the, the staff as an audience at the beginning. Just, just so that that spectrum was represented, and so yeah, we did. We definitely stepped out and put the conversation in front of teachers, and it, it wasn't confronting, but it was certainly very real, and mm. that was great. I, I agree that using students. I, I mean, I frequently do include students in any presentation to teachers because they are kind of like kryptonite. Like, they, yes. like once you put a student in front of a teacher, then they're always going to be positive and constructive. So that's a, that was um, a, a useful device to get that conversation moving in the right direction. But I don't think it quelled the conversation. I think people still discussed what they needed to and aired their anxieties or concerns or differences of view about it. So. Definitely, I would. Yeah, I, I think it was, it was a fantastic conversation starter. And even just watching um, our colleagues around the room, you know, it was well facilitated by you and by Erin, um, the teacher who was supporting um, this. And and she sort of constructed this wonderful presentation to go alongside things with little uh, video clips and resources and things. And and the way that um, you could just sort of feel the room and hear the conversation spreading, it was very positive and I think just from some of the feedback you know the odd fist bump from a staff member or mm. someone pausing in their day to say hey I really enjoyed that PD that you put together for us last week it's it's been a positive response from our colleagues mm. and um, I guess I've, we've we've sat in this seat at this podcast and criticized some of the professional development yes. that we've been subjected to so since we put ourselves forward to do it I felt I had to at least live up to some of the standards that I was trying to establish so I hope I did. <laughs> you might want to troll, you know, all pa all podcasts in the universe and see if there's someone else who's currently podcasting about that PD about, they had. That's right, <laughs> which was just head. awful. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. We did do a feedback form, so the people who filled that out were positive. So that's wonderful. Good, but yeah. Awesome. Cool. So I guess we can switch. Well, it's not switching topics really. It's just. Um, building on it there there's a obviously at the moment um, there's a lot of uh, publicity surrounding um, a lot of sort of racial movements and, and things like that and last term we had a group of students who approached well some of them approached you didn't they Chris and some approached me and um, decided they wanted to get together to sort of start a conversation in our school about racism. And so I have been working with that group of students over the last few weeks and they've put together essentially a forum where students can come listen to each other speak about their experiences or their understandings um, and kind of come together to, to, to initiate that conversation, to gain some awareness. And it's a complete open invite, um, come if you would like to, event that the kids are putting together. It's been a really interesting learning experience though because I've I guess it's the first time I've really done something like this with the kids um, and something that they're encountering is a voice against this 
Um, and this was something that we talked about. This was something that we talked about would quite likely come up and how we might handle that. Um, and so we, I have been working this week in particular with our students to go through the motions to talk to um, the management of the school about how we want to put this all together and what barriers um, they are sort of facing at the moment and how we overcome those and the result is that we are going ahead next Thursday with this forum that the kids have put together um, and they've been outstanding. It's been a wonderful experience so it's quite exciting. Yeah and I know that from a start they knew they, they've been very alert to the what's been going on in media and the attention that's been on the Black Lives Matter movement in particular starting in the States and they've been wanting to do something. Yes. But they were also really eager to not have what they do be a, a tokenistic yes. gesture. They wanted to do something that they felt was meaningful and relevant to our local environment. And I think coming up with the idea of a forum, and they've put out a, a, a opportunity for everybody, anybody who wants to, to contribute to the forum in any form, right? Mm -hmm. To have something read at it or perform something or speak or speak on behalf of someone else. So they've kind of given an array of different ways that people could contribute, which I feel really does really did facilitate the possibility that people will speak on their experiences. Well, and that's crucial to any any engagement mm -hmm. that you can't off, shouldn't offer it in just one format. Mm. That if you want true, broad and deep engagement on any topic, that you need to find different ways of actually going to people and not expecting them to come to you. Um, and so that's good to hear. I mean, for example, I would love to come next Thursday, but I know I can't because so, I'm going to be elsewhere. But great to hear that I can contribute to it yeah. Um, you know, ahead of time with some thoughts or encouragement or what have you. And it's it's part of an awakening, isn't it? I mean, mm -hmm. this this is the racism um, awakening around the world. Yeah. And I have watched very closely in America, my homeland, how that's unfolded. And ironically, for me personally, as a white American-born Kiwi-living woman, um, I there, there's a lot to learn, but my understanding of a lot of these issues has come from living in this bicultural, multicultural country where I've only recently myself become better aware of colonialization and the effects you know, on the evolution of this country hmm. because of that. And my eyes are open, you know, mm -hmm. and so you can, it's this whole thing about you're either a racist or an anti-racist. There's no in between. Yeah. And it takes a lot of energy to be an anti-racist but it also takes a lot of energy to be a person of color or a person with minority in the minority worldview category who is continually, exhaustingly living their lives, mm. full stop. Mm. So I feel like I've got nothing but learning to do and energy to, I need to be contributing to that, to have a, a fuller understanding and to progress it. So I mm. think it's really exciting, Renee, that you're advocating for and shepherding through with these young people and as and with a lot of awakenings it often comes from young people doesn't it yeah I think it does I think it's 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 been a, it's been a real privilege to work with the kids in this way I've, I've thoroughly like I've learned so much from them and, and like you say Kathy I'm a white woman living in New Zealand I'm born here but I think part of what has really um, part of the thing that's really stood out to me here is that we have, our, we have these, these kids in our school that want to use their voice in this way, that want to tell their story and their experience. And, and to, to say that it doesn't exist down here is just completely 
inaccurate and false. And to give the to be able to help them have the opportunity to share that story, to, to start the dialogue that hopefully will uh, show people that, you know, we don't live in this perfect, you know, because we live in this perfect level, it doesn't not exist here. Um, yeah, that's that's been the thing that's driven this one for me. So, yeah. Of course, any time you touch on these topics, then you run the risk of being accused of indoctrinating people. Yes. And, um, We've you, had that one this you've week. You've had that one, <laughs> and I get that one regularly. Yeah. Not to mention the recruiting version of that oh, conversation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Awesome. And, and so I guess I think I want to finish this from my point of view by also just reflecting on how doing these things that are great do take a personal toll mm -hmm. and and how we need to make sure that we you were sort of talking about choosing your battles Kathy and then I agree that you know you have to you can you've only got so many resources as a person and you can you can you have to just kind of use them as well as you can mm -hmm. but I also sometimes think that there are times when you can't not challenge the things that are, you know, you talk about the energy it takes to be an anti-racist and that actually does main, mean constant vigilance and that's an effort and, and sometimes you can't stand by even though you might be exhausted or fearful or persecuted as a result because if you do stand by then you're contributing. Mm. Yep. That's true. And it might be interesting to hear from our listeners in other places in New Zealand, well, around the world, but um, because this conversation is happening everywhere and there might be some schools where they've got more experience yes. because it's a more um, historically visible part of their conversation. You know what I mean? So, you know, Renee, you referred to the concept of people think that, oh, this is not a problem down south because we're this bland, homogenous, Pākehā, don't see colour. Don't see colour. Well, that's an interesting piece right there is the whole thing of whether you see colour or you don't and whether that's a good thing or not. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so there's there's a whole lot more we could explore there. But it would be interesting to hear from other places how, how educators in particular are working with us. Certainly would be. And actually, while you're mentioning the audience, I'd like to address you, the audience, and say one of the reasons that we're back doing this is those delightful messages that you've sent saying that you miss us and checking in that we're okay. <laughs> and I have to say, it's been a bit rough, but we're okay. <laughs> we're, we are. we're back because, you know, we, we value... Um, your input into our conversations and we like putting all of this together for you guys yeah. but yes we've been through some things and here we are again yeah <laughs> survivors that's right and 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 it's a delight to be having this conversation so we'll see you instead of saying next week next time next time this was an episode of see me after class with renee and chris my twitter handle is at edutronic underscore net and mine is at Renee Plunkett too. See you next week. <laughs>